Hi guys, it's Udo's and welcome to the Udo Show. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Christina P and she's a stand-up comedian. She's been doing this stuff for 20 years plus and also she has a comedy special uh, called Mom Jeans on Netflix and uh, I've seen it. It's amazing and I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for doing this. Christina! Oh my god! Oh my god! Salam! Did I say it right? Salam! Kubi! Salam! Kubi! Kubi! Udujun! I love it. I love it. I grew up in LA and I grew up amongst so many Persians. I had a lot of Persian girlfriends growing up, so I'm yeah. somewhat familiar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I I kind of am familiar, but I also grew up in Sweden. So, like, I was raised around, like, everything, like, possible that you could think of, except for Swedish people. <laughs> what do you, what's the big difference between Swedish people and Americans, you think? Well, I think they're more openly racist. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good or bad? I'm not sure. Oh, my god! I don't know. Like, it's kind of like... Um, it's open, like everybody knows it, but they like straight up call you like a blackhead and stuff. Like blackhead means like that you ha- you don't have blonde hair, you know. But like, uh, I mean, it's kind of wow. like it's part of the culture, you know. You get used to it. You're like, oh yeah, let's go and have kebab together. And they're like, okay, fuck yeah. Like they have a whole day called like November the thirtieth, where if you're an immigrant, you're not even allowed to be out like in the streets because the, the skinheads they like go marching and they like might beat you up you know so it's like precautionary for you and it's totally legal like the police protect them and everything you know so yeah it's uh (laughs) that's one of the reasons why i left (laughs) i was gonna say but is that where your parents landed like your did they they must have welcomed your family in when they escaped Iran, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad fled the country um, when it was the whole Iran Iraq war. He's like, screw that. I'm leaving, you know, Um, I'm fighting this stupid war, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then my uh, dad's family were already in Sweden because the revolution already happened and they already like, you know, got, got, like entrance into the country or whatever you call it you know right they fled the country because of that and then my dad went and then me and my mom we waited for our like permits and stuff and then we uh we went after so like the great stuff about sweden is like i got the opportunity to go there and i learned a lot of stuff like being there you know so if it wasn't for sweden i wouldn't even have been able to come here at all i would have been stuck in iran and i would have been like pretty unhappy you know and uh, been, been yeah. able to take bikini pictures or anything you know like <laughs> you I can't mean- do any of that girl <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that wild because um my parents fled from hungary in 1969 and the russians had control of hungary and they annexed all of central and eastern europe and it was yeah. the eastern Bloc, right and my, me too like my life would have been so different had Canada not welcomed my parents and then I was born in Canada and then we finally came to the U.S. in 1980 and I'm like and I get so fired up because I'm like I see like Americans complaining about this country and I'm like you got no idea bro (laughs) yeah yeah this place is 
pretty okay compared to other countries. <laughs> well, it's it's so strange because there's some countries, there's some things that progressed, and then there's other yes. things. Like for instance, Sweden is like they have free healthcare and uh, you know free schooling, which is awesome, right? So you, when you pay your taxes, you're like, oh, at least I know I'm getting this, right? Yeah. Um, but they also tax you like crazy. So it, the better right. you do, the more they tax you, right? So here you can be anything you want. You can follow all your dreams and become anything you want, right? And you have the opportunities to make money, you know, however, you know, what, whatever career you want to like choose or whatnot, right? And you don't have to be afraid of giving away like 80% to taxes, you know, like the way. Well, well that's the thing. Is that is that it's not free? The healthcare is not free. It's coming out of your taxes, and so you're having the government choose your healthcare providing. It's like, well, do you? I don't even trust them at the DMV. I, do you want the government picking your doctors and your schools? I'm like, no thanks. But anyway, listen, yeah. I'm not a fucking political comic, but um, yeah. this pandemic like, changed. I'm paying me like so 800. Much, I'm paying like 800 in insurance. Like how like. Where can you get free insurance? <laughs> I want to get the whatever crappy doctors like, they got. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. Know, it so is crazy. In the comedy special, I saw that um, your dad, you were saying that um, he was like doing all of this complaining on the phone and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, okay, yes. anyone that's watched the show gonna know what we're talking about. That's why you need to see it. But um, can you just go over it a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um it's funny because I thought for the longest time that that was just an immigrant experience. Like a lot of us who have immigrant parents, like put it this way, I never brought I could never just bring home like an American white guy to my house. Cause I'd always be like, yo, shit's going to wild out. Like my dad's going to say crazy stuff. He might start, you know, shining his gun in front of you. You know, you might eat like pig's knuckles and gelatin. Like, yeah. Um, but then I found that I would talk about having toxic parents. Like when they talk, they call you on the phone and all they do is like monologue to you. They don't even ask you about your life. They just tell you how horrible their lives are. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and and everybody in the audience, like a lot of people, like American people are laughing and like, oh yeah, my parents do that too. So maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah. Of just like, oh, you know, everything sucks. This is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, How, you know, and you're like, what? You're not even going to ask me about my life. Like I've got this pretty crazy life. I'm a comedian. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Well, well, you know, uh, and then did you hear that Eric has cancer? And you're like, oh my God, dude. Why are you telling me this shit? You're you're bumming me out. Is that what your parents do too? They just bum you out? Oh my God. So I could literally have my whole world falling apart. And like, there's like the craziest stuff like happening in my life where it's like, oh my God, I'm in danger or something really bad <laughs> is happening. And my mom is like, oh like she just talks about herself she's like oh my god my dental office this person the dental assistant came and they broke this tool and oh this yeah. is so bad I'm like mom I'm in I'm in fear I'm in danger. <laughs> oh my god like and she's like ah you'll be fine you know? <laughs> and she's like focusing on yeah. the stupid stuff like that I'm like 
that's yeah. totally solvable. Like, what do I do? And she has like no interest. I'm like, can you just listen to me for one second instead of talking about yourself? You know? No, I think the generation just like they didn't have therapy. It's not like people started going into therapy until like the 80s, maybe. So we're really the first generation to kind of fix a lot of the stuff that was handed down through the generations, you know, like a lot of us come from war torn countries, or maybe you grew up poor or whatever the heck it is, and it traumatizes you. And then it just gets passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down. So, you know, I'm, I'm not even I wasn't even born in this country, my children are the, the first ones to be born here. So I want them to have not a clean slate, because that's impossible, but a cleaner slate yeah. than what I was handed. So that's why I got into therapy for like the last decade. And try to get my shit right before I had kids. Cause I was like, dude, I, I don't want them to go through what I went through. Like, yeah, just culturally too. Like it's such, you know, that you're an immigrant, like even just culturally when you speak a different language at home and then you go out into the world and everyone's different there. And even the shit that you eat at home, like, you know, my mom would make like breaded cow brains and shit. And like, I go to my friend's houses and they would be eating like um tuna casserole I'm like what's tuna casserole I've never even heard of this yeah um (laughs) so you're you're an alien on many levels you know and and then when you have like this it's called generational trauma I learned that in therapy it's like um it gets handed down it's just transmitted and especially like what you went through like your war war torn countries and um, yeah, it takes three generations to work out is what they say. Three generations. Wow. And like, you're supposed to do all this yourself in one generation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. What if the other person <laughs> after you like drops the ball? They will be like, so- oh. <laughs> oh. I've done so much work on myself, please. Can you be in heaven like, oh man, all that work? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, because my dad, so the, the, there's the joke in my act is that my dad only wants to talk about the achievements of the Hungarian people. Yeah. Do, um, do, do Persian parents do that too? Like, you know who invented, uh, you know, whatever, salami? This is a Persian. Like, do they say that shit to you? Too? Oh my God, all the time. It's like, you know who uh, invented the f- first postal service? The Persians. <laughs> do you know who invented ci- civilization? The Persians. <laughs> civilization. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they say we're wow. not civilized. We're the ones who invented <laughs> that fucking thing. You know? <laughs> it's so true. And I think every race, like every, everyone thinks their shit's the best. Yeah. They're like, we contributed the most to society. But the irony, like the Hungarians have done great things, but my dad will always bring up like the dumbest examples. Like, you know who is Hungarian? Tom Selleck. And you're like, no one gives a shit about Tom Selleck. He's an actor. Who cares? Like, it's not like Elon Musk or like, you know, Tesla or I don't, I don't, you know, it's like yeah. actors. Like, I don't care. Houdini. Houdini's Hungarian. I'm like, well, so what? <laughs> Fuck about Houdini. But that's good. I didn't even know that. I didn't know Houdini is like Hungarian. That's good knowledge to have, you know? <laughs> I guess so. Oh my God. I you guess. Know, 
you know what's so good about that when you learn stuff like that then like for instance if i meet like a hungarian person now i could totally be like yeah oh, you're hungarian <laughs> oh H- houdini is hungarian <laughs> did you know and they're like no shit yeah <laughs> christina p like yeah like yeah just gave a- me some knowledge <laughs> yeah. it's totally usable i could totally use that <laughs> uh, well, there you go i'm glad yeah. i could teach you that Right. That's good stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, on the show, you talk about like how you're a mom and everything and like yeah. how, you know, there's like all these like Instagram or social media moms and they make it look so yeah. easy and it's so wonderful all the time. And you're like, oh, it sucks, you know, and I love how you're so honest about it, because I think um, a lot of women are getting like shamed and stuff if if they actually express about like how they feel about motherhood uh, generally, you know, it's not obviously easy. And then uh, if you're actually like, oh yeah, it's not easy. It sucks. You know, then people yeah. are like, oh my God, what is she doing? Is she a bad mom or whatever? You know, you get all these ideas in your head about it. Right. And maybe they're not even thinking that, but you're just like creating it. Right. But it's so good that you're talking about it. You make fun of it and you're like highlighting it um you know in such an entertaining way and everybody's yeah. relating to it because it's so true yeah so how, I, how know, is your I, experience with yeah. all that sorry um I'm just no you know. no I'm so excited to talk to somebody about this because you know when I had my first son I my my, my mother passed away and not only that she and I did not have a great relationship as you know from the special because she was severely mentally ill she was schizophrenic by the time she passed so she was really on another planet most of my childhood. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I just took my cues from like the Kardashians or from what I thought other people were doing. Okay. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's society or whatnot, but I assume that it was supposed to be this wonderful thing that motherhood is sacred. It's always said sacred and it's the greatest joy you're ever going to have. And, and that I should be good at it right away. Cause I'm a woman. That's my function. Mm-hmm. But I found it to be very, in the beginning, especially that first year, I was very lonely. I felt very isolated and it's really tedious and difficult work. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a mom to show me the ropes. And I was just like, gosh, this doesn't feel, this isn't the story I was sold. This, this is complicated. And this while I do love scam. it, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. like, what the fuck is this? Uh, but while I love my children and I actually, I'm really glad that I've had two kids. I think, I think we need to start getting more realistic about how we discuss motherhood because there really is a mythology around motherhood. And it's interesting because why I love eighties moms, seventies moms, sixties moms, even is that it used to be okay to be like, get the fuck out of here, go play outside. Mommy needs a break. Get out of here. I'm going to go drink. And it was like, there was this, this, like this, this idea that the mother could be sick of their children. Mm-hmm. That mommy could be like, I'm done. Get the fuck out of here. Go play in the streets. And then somewhere in the nineties, when women started to work more, I think is what happened. They got onto the workforce. Um, and you know, uh, yeah, a lot of single moms divorce became more prevalent. Then there was a backlash towards like the working mother. And that's how mommy guilt got invented. There was no such thing as mom guilt before people, mothers started working. Mm-hmm. And now the narrative becomes like, well, you have to be great at working and you have to be a great mother. And that's a lot. That's a lot. Can't do it all. Yeah. So I'm really trying to figure things out for myself because I don't think you can do everything at once. I don't believe that. 
I think you can do some things kind of. <laughs> sometimes I'm great at mom and sometimes I'm great at work. Yeah. But never at the same time. This is a lie. This is what the the feminist lie is that we could do everything yeah. at the same time. It's not true. Well, it's not humanly not possible for anyone to do. I mean, for all these centuries, all these guys been going to work and then the women have been kind of like staying at home mostly or taking care yes. of the kids, right? Uh, but like, if you look at the picture of it all, like back in the day, they used to like go hunting and, you know, catching animals and, uh, you know, building houses from scratch and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, now women are doing all, all of these like independent stuff and they're working, but the men are not like doing all of the stuff that they did before. Right. So it's not like back in the day where, uh, we kind of needed them to like do all these crazy things for survival. Mm. But now the women have progressed so much where they're like working full time, taking care of the kids full time, cooking and cleaning, keeping up with the house and all the chores. But then the guys are just going to work and then coming home and then playing with the kid maybe for two hours at night and then contributing maybe like 50 percent of the income. Right. So how is that equal? <laughs> it's like women progress so much but like the men are still doing the same thing they they got the still same mentality but it's like yeah at the same time they don't want it to be equal so they're holding on to that because i guess if it will be equal they will be with the at home with the kids too doing just as much and like working Boom. just as much and then also cooking and cleaning just as much right but who wants to do that who wants to do that? Not even the woman wants to do that. But so, we're getting forced to do that on top of the kids and then on top of the the everything. So that's what's so frustrating about it. Like, like yeah. I'm sure you want to rather be on the road and work on your career. <laughs> like, but now you're home with the kids. <laughs> well, here, so here's where it's get, it gets even more complicated because <laughs> everything everything you said is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So what's the alternative? First of all, my husband makes a lot more money than me. Oh, so really? it's kind of, oh, yeah. Well, hell yeah, of, just go and yeah. take massages then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so go do the arenas. I'm going to yeah. stay home. So, so there's that aspect. A lot of women may have husbands that are higher earners. So then it becomes a pragmatic decision of like, okay, well, then you go do that and then I'll do this. Yeah. But then you're right. So then how to even that out, let's say. So then the man has to pull back and work to be home more. I don't know. Are some men doing it? Maybe in this generation they are. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in everybody's home. But I think that is what would have to happen in order for things to be equal. Yeah. Is that the men would have to take more responsibility with child rearing. Um, fuck, if I've seen it happen, I personally haven't yet. But I'm old. I don't know. Maybe this new generation. And the second thing is, I am in love with my children. I'm in love with them. Yeah. So staying home and being with them more than being on the road is, is actually kind of cool. And I'm blessed that I get to do it. So there's yeah. this weird thing that happened to me where I was so ambitious and yeah, I'm going to fucking, and then I had kids and I was like, yeah, I still love comedy. I love stand, but I love my kids more. Yeah. And right now this is, this is what it is until they're out of the woods a bit more then I'll be here and, and do what I can. And you know, what's great too, is like, um, 
the older I get and the more important my kids are, the less I give a fuck about what I say on stage. Hence the special. I don't give a fuck. You don't like it. You can, you can suck both my tits. I don't care because I don't have to care. I'm sure a lot of people want to do that. (laughs) They're like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Do do they still got milk? (laughs) No, thankfully. A twofer, you know? <laughs> a twofer. I know. I know. I just, um, you know, um, life is so short. And I, I I feel for the moms that have to do everything all the time, especially the single mother. I think that is, I mean, my mom was a single mom, like meaning my parents divorced. My dad did give us child support. And like, obviously I saw my dad, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's tough, dude. I, my heart goes out. To single mom because that's the toughest gig. Did you know that eighty-seven percent are mainly single moms right now? Why seven percent? I don't know. Let's ask the guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's a eighty-seven percent is a single family homes, mainly based on single mothers. So obviously, there's some guys in there, but that are single dads, but mostly it's single moms. So. Wow. 87%. That's crazy. What the hell is going on? Well, <clears throat> do you think it has something to do? And I'm just speculating because I'm not a, I'm not a sociologist. Is it something to do with people not wanting to be married anymore? Like that scene is like traditional and like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have dating apps, dude. I'm, I'm 45. So like I did, I never did any swiping on anybody's ass. I just met my husband. I was like, you, you're it. So yeah. Is it something, maybe that, like, there's just so many options and people aren't wanting to, I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking, yes, maybe dating apps. I think it's the whole like hookup culture and like not ever really settling down and finding the person. And it's cool to like not have feelings and uh, just kind of like, mm. I don't know, just kind of on to the next, next, better and bigger. And a lot of the swiping mentality, there is a documentary about that that, that I watched. Uh, and it's a lot of like the hookup culture and the swiping and always keeping your eye open on what's next and what's better. And like, you know, just having all of uh, your options open constantly for bigger and better, bigger and better, right? So instead of having that one person is constantly replacing, 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 you know? So I think that's maybe why. And like, I don't know, it's, it's weird, but then uh, it's still your kids. So why not take responsibility? <laughs> like, What does that have to do with the swiping part? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and, and especially states that are, you know, against abortion, well then, okay, if you're, if you're going to not allow women to terminate the pregnancy, then we've got to get the, the man on the hook yeah. for like, it's two people to tango. So then are we going to have a law that says that, Hey, if you, you knock this girl up, you're going to be responsible. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, if you're, but if like, you're gonna are, do they, that. are they responsible with just child support? Because I think even if you do the whole child support thing, a lot of the moms are like exhausted and just want to break. Right. So you still got to like, yeah you know, do the whole 50-50 of, like, taking care of the kid and all that. That's what's exhausting. It's not even the money part. The money part is the easy part. Uh, The exhausting part is actually raising a child. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, like, 
the next hour I'm writing, <laughs> um, I think it's about that nitty gritty too. The I don't know how women of like the 1950s or how did those women do this all? Like when, because in some ways we're lucky if you're a working mom, mm-hmm. I can dip out and be like, I'll see you later. You're with your daddy for a couple of days. Mom's going to go tell some fart jokes. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be a happier person. Uh, how amazing. those women <laughs> yeah i know but the back in like the 50s like how did those women deal day in day out 24 7 there's no breaks with kids there's no break you know and and i don't know i it's it's a marathon and it's a lot of it's it's definitely a marathon and i've just found that it's it's a negotiation of needs like if you don't get your needs met emotionally, sp- physically, spiritually, then you can't meet their needs, right? So if you're depleted, if mom is constantly constant, which you are as a mom, yeah, all the time, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm sure all the moms are always exhausted, and then you got to work on top of that, and then like you know, eighty seven percent. Imagine then now you only are you working and doing everything, but then you're also taking care of the kid all by yourself. So it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And I feel like I I feel like just now women are starting to talk about this. Yeah. Cause I don't recall a dialogue ever. I mean, maybe I wasn't looking for the dialogue earlier before I had children. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, like like we were saying I had my babies and I was like, wait, I'm not hearing anyone else saying this shit. Like <laughs> Except for Allie Wong. And I'm friends with Allie Wong. And she and I would get together with our babies. And she'd be like, this shit sucks. I'm like, I know, fucking Allie, this shit sucks. And, you know, of course, she's the only other mom comic out there. So, of course, we were friends. Quickly, we're like, yeah, dude. (laughs) Did you guys, like, go to the park and say this? And all the actual, like, like, the moms that have, like, you know, taking care of the kids and everything. And they're just like oh, I love my kid and this is amazing all the time. <laughs> I never get stressed about being a mom, you know? They're probably like, oh no, my God. <laughs> you like it's this perfect. <laughs> oh, Allie Wong. No, no, no. Allie, would, Allie and I would sit on a blanket far, far away from people so they couldn't oh, yeah. hear us talk. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it, but it also culturally, yeah, there is this thing where, um, and I think it's a reflection of just how, um, conscious people are generally maybe some people aren't even aware of like what's going on you know like I know I just know women that are like maybe they're not so bummed out with being a mom but maybe it's because they're not thinking about other stuff in their lives to begin with like maybe they're not as neurotic as I am is is like self-aware you know like I'm, I'm more neurotic so I'm like what the fuck what's happening well, I'm I'm thinking also because you're very ambitious and you know, you love your career and stand up and like I think any women that have, you know, big dreams and big goals in mind, they want to have it all, obviously, just like men have like all this time, you know? So why can't you have like the career and the 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 dream job and the dream family and the dream guy and dream everything like the way a lot of guys have, you know, for the past centuries, like, you know, um, but yeah, but now I think once you have the kids, then you start realizing like, wait a minute, this is a lot of work. And I thought it was going to be like the Hallmark movie where they're just like loving me, oh. hugging me and never crying or something, you know? <laughs> 
all the stuff that I'm sure a lot of moms are not being told ahead of time, you know, and then you get yeah. pulled into it. And it's almost like the parents are not saying it because especially yes. the moms, they're not saying it because they don't want to discourage you from that, taking that option one. And then two, they don't want to be judged as like a bad mom or something. Right. And that's then, the problem. Yeah. That nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. I'm not, and, it, and, and I think what the problem is, is the guilt over the bad feelings, right? It's not that we have, we, we have these bad feelings about motherhood sometimes, not all the time. You're having a bad day. Shit gets tough. And you're like, motherfucker, I can't believe I'm doing. And then it's the guilt. Oh God, I can't believe I thought that about this perfect angel. I love my baby. I'm a horrible human, right? So you don't want to tell yeah. that other woman. I had the worst. I had the worst thoughts. I was such a bad mom. That's what it is. I think you're right. It, it, it's yeah. guilt. Yeah. And like, especially now with this generation, like even yelling is like considered as like, um, <laughs> what is it called? Like abusive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, Hilarious. When I, yeah. When I grew up, I was getting beaten and like uh, all kinds of, of stuff, all kinds of verbal abuse, uh, physical <laughs> abuse, like, you know, but like uh, now it's like, okay, obviously I, you know, like, I can just imagine, like, nobody wants to do that. They don't want to, like, you know, hit their kids and stuff like that, which is totally understandable. But, like, yelling, like, if the kid is, like, about to turn off the, on the stove and blow up the whole place or something, you know? Like, you yeah. have to yell, like, stop, don't do that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's got to be something, yes. right? But, um, yeah, like, I talked to so many, like, moms and everything, and they're all saying that they read so many, like, books like self-help books about how to raise kids and they're still like yelling at their kids and then um and then they're just like also like going to therapy and stuff and they feel like horrible but just the yelling part you know oh well I mean look I think there's this uh fragility thing we're doing to our kids right now we're turning them into a bunch of goddamn weenies because uh <laughs> you know did you know that peanut allergies didn't exist before the 90s yeah peanut allergies were created yeah because because the pediatricians believed that exposing the kids to peanuts would give them allergies so they took them away they took the peanuts away from the kids and what happened is they created the peanut allergy which shows you that you must have exposure to difficult things in order to overcome those things and get better and stronger. We all know this. It's resilience. You have to build resilience. So listen, if that's your worst crime as a mommy, that you yell at them from time to time, you're doing a great job. <laughs> uh, I yell at my kids from time to time too. And if that's all you're doing, you're not beating them up and you're not throwing things at them or, you know, okay, I think they're going to be just fine. They're yeah. going to be just fine. Uh, you know, I think we need to get a little bit back to like, just they're, they're resilient. Give them some fucking credit and stop giving out participation awards because you're, it's pitying. Have you ever gotten a participation award? I don't know if I, if I got one personally, like, I, I feel like I always got neglected. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, not, they forgot about me. Yeah. I was yeah, the but- only child and they somehow smashed <laughs> So. <laughs> they still forgot you <laughs> I mean but is there anything worse I got one participation award and I hate it I still have it framed in my closet what the hell is a participation award <laughs> is it's it like, like the you star? Sh- 
Well, I'll sh- I wish I could find it. It's literally just an award and yeah. it's framed and it's like merit award. Like you showed up for the event that day. And it's so fucking pitying. It's like, yeah. don't pity me. I knew I didn't win. Tell I'd rather be called a loser than be given a participation award. Cause at least I know like, okay, I'm a loser. I'll show you, I'm going to get up and do this again. You know, and you know what I, I'm saying? I like, don't, I didn't get any of that in Sweden. Like in Sweden, it was oh. like, if you suck or you, they'll let you know, like I, we did a marathon <laughs> one time and I hated running. So, yeah. like, so, uh, everybody, you know, came into the finish line and everything. I took a break. I got tired. I sat on like one of the rocks in the forest and everything and just took my time. Right. But I didn't know that all that time went by. And then by the time I got back, you know, like uh, all of the teachers, they were like, oh, my God, we sent out a search crew for you. We we got so worried. We thought you broke a leg or something. You took so long to get back. And I was like, oh, no, I was just tired. I took a break. And then everybody yelled at me and they were like, you're last. You suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> We were so worried about you. Ruin everything. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And did, like, it, did it make you run? No, like I hated running. <laughs> like and yeah. it was like the end of my running career in the beginning. Well, <laughs> well, but that's another thing too. So like, it's okay to suck at stuff. Yeah. It's okay to suck. And it's okay to say like, you know what? I'm never going to run. This is yeah. not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than tell kids, oh, anybody can do everything. You fucking can't. Yeah. You can't. Not everybody is a runner. I'm not a runner either. You know, I I paint as a hobby. I'm terrible at it. I'm the worst painter in the world. Really? But I still do. Yeah, can I, do I see some? <laughs> yeah, you want to see this? You want to see this piece of shit I'm working on? Hold yeah. on. <laughs> it is so awful. <gasps> Hold on, sweetie. Can't be You're going to die. Bad. There's like art that's selling with like one red Bad. dot in it and they sell for like millions well, of dollars well that's different that's what i thought this is <laughs> my work in progress this is my bullshit in progress it's it's a work in pro- garbage oh what's a landscape yeah it looks like five pieces of dog shit swirled <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> exactly so that's really the but worst you know art what? I've seen. <laughs> it really is the worst thing ever. But you know what? I still do it. And I'm okay sucking at it. Oh. And, and there's nothing wrong with sucking and, and, and acknowledging. That. And this whole thing we're telling kids that everybody's special, everybody's perfect at everything. It's like, no, sometimes you're going to suck. You're going to have to deal with that. And that's okay. So are you going to tell okay. your kids, like, no, you actually suck at this. Like, <sighs> horrible. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but what I will say, I, I will not, I will not falsely, you know what I do tell them if yeah. you're not good at something, yeah. I go, well, that's okay. It's not for you. Go to where you're good. And I wish someone had told me that sooner in life. If you're not good at this thing, it's okay. You don't have to be. Go find the thing you're good at and then go there. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Yeah. For, you know, I'm trying to force myself to be great at stuff, but I'm never, it's never going to happen. I'm not going to be an astronaut. I'm not going to be a singer. I'm not going to be millions of things. That's I can I'm... imagine you in space. You're like, what the hell am I doing here? It sucks. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that's so funny that you say that because like you know my mom was like oh you you got to go to school I wanted to actually be an artist like like well, oh like me <laughs> <laughs> not like me yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. that's why I got that advice no but I actually like loved art and like loved painting and all that stuff and then just oh. anything artistic like I always loved it right but then my mom was like, oh, no, you got to go to school. That's not going to pay. You got to pay bills. Like, you got to go to school. And so I went and got a whole, like, master's degree in marketing. And then when I was done, I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't even what I enjoy doing. And, you know, basically, I got this whole degree now in student loans for no reason. <laughs> but I, I guess I put it in with the whole social media, like, followers and people like that, you know. But yeah but see but that's it that's the that's the, the the good intention is hey go to school get your degree that's what immigrants do i i dropped out of law school my mother didn't speak to me for a year oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah and but again like go go where you're good if were you good at art did you have a love for art yeah, I actually loved art, like, um, was really passionate about it since I was like, really little, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't like, re- write like, uh, diaries and stuff, because my mom would go through them all. So I would like, always oh. put it into the art. <laughs> so there will be like, all these paintings, all dramatic. And she's like, <laughs> with your mom with her head spliced open, yeah. and blood coming in. She's like, Ooh. like, she's like, uh, I think you should go to to school and getting a degree instead. It's really dramatic. It's depressing. Holy. Yeah, so I would put it in my art, but then, like, you know, that also got messed up, you know, from a stepdad. So, yeah, it's a whole story. It's very dramatic and very, like, upsetting. So I don't want to... Very dramatic. No, no, very dramatic and very upsetting. But it's what makes you you and makes you unique. And what makes 5 million people love you is because of this uniqueness. And, and listen, if you were my kid, I would have been like, go do the art. You, you, you'll figure out how to market it. You're so smart. You, you know, you could do it. Thanks. I think, I think the thing is too, with parents of that generation, they just, they did it out of love. And like, they obviously want you to do it. They don't want your kid to be like, you know, ended up broke or being a loser or something like that. Right. So they're just like, okay, like, I know this is the safe choice and it, it will help her or him somehow. Right. Um, and they're, they're also probably like, oh, this is my kid. I don't have faith in that. I did a good job maybe, and they will make the right choices. <laughs> so, you know, they, they yeah. don't kind of trust that whole situation, which is understandable. Right. So it's kind of hard to let go yeah. of like the control of like what's going to happen and all that stuff. So they did their best, you know, what are, what are you going to do? We learned the hard way. <laughs> you, you did. Oh my God. Did we ever. Right. Did we ever, but you know, thank God for this wonderful time we live in of the internet and you know, you can make a, a living of whatever the hell you want. You don't have to go to school anymore. You don't have to do anything. You can yeah. sell pictures of your feet online and, and make a great living. So <laughs> pra- praise the internet. Yeah, praise it. 
Oh, I like yeah. I just interviewed this 90 day fiance girl named uh, oh. Stephanie Mato and she sells farts in a jar. And oh, she yes, I read about her. $200,000 off of it. Like $200,000 from like farts in a jar. And I'm, I'm like so fascinated by that. And now she's going to sell sheets like she it has her dog hair in it and farts and everything for like 2000 a piece. Like it's crazy. Like. What has happened? Apparently, this older man that was like a big, bigger, heavy set guy, he sold his farce in a jar. And like now he's he's got like the government after him or something for not like doing it the right way. Like he had to pay taxes on it, I guess. I don't I don't know. (laughs) Of course. Surprise. Well, what what a country, America, what a country where you can sell your farts in a jar. (laughs) <laughs> this is wonderful. What a country. You yeah. have to put that in your stand. <laughs> you know, actually, that was that was Yakov Smirnov. He was a, a he is a Russian comedian and he was around during the Cold War. And that's that was his tagline. He said, What a country, what a country. And his Russian accent. He was so funny. Yeah. yeah, that was just like the best, the farts in the jar. So what are you like working on now? And uh okay. like where can everybody find you? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm at the Christina P on Instagram, uh, Christina P online.com. I'm touring, but in moderation because I am a, a real, real life mommy. Um, ymhstudios.com for your mom's house. It's a podcast I do with my husband, Tom Segura, where we talk about arts and jars and cool stuff like that, like seventh grade humor. And then I do a mom podcast called where my mom's at, where I talk about the stuff you and I just did, which by the way, you should totally come on that uh, when you decide to become a mommy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can be like a dog mom. <laughs> oh, are you a dog mom? Then come on, we'll talk dog mom stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, but come house. see me. <laughs> oh, dogs are great. Yeah. Uh, he he passed, but like, you know, we, we don't want to get into that now. <laughs> like, no. No, yeah. By dog mom. Yeah, future dog mom. For sure, you know. Love it. So, okay, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> Not at all. You you went somewhere. Where'd you go? You're like, you I was thinking, thinking about, about Snickers bar that I like stored. It's <laughs> like I'm gonna have a snack after this. I ate a whole bag of M and M's today. You ever have those days where you're just like, I can't stop eating. I had like a whole bag of chips and then M&M's so good. The worst part is like losing all this weight and then getting skinny and like feeling like, yes, finally. Yeah, now I can have a cheat day. And then you just that cheat day go on for like a month and then you like destroy yeah. your whole diet. Like, <laughs> I know that's just what I did. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Oh, and then one more plug. Sorry. In June. Um, I'm doing a show. It's Amy Schumer called Parental Advisory. And it's like five comedians telling stories about or just doing stand up about parenthood. And uh, it's me and uh, Chris Stefano. And who else was on there? I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now. So many funny people. So that's coming out in June on Netflix as well. Wow. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be so cool. Everybody's like, fuck this. This sucks. We're going to stop having children. The human race stops. I think what you're going to do is like encourage people not to have kids. (laughs) Gosh, I hope not. No, but. You still need humans. 
they're they're like amazing right they're like the cutest things and they had there's so many good yes. moments and all that that good stuff but then there's like the bad moments that nobody talks about that's what's so interesting about you guys sharing all this because nobody talks about it i think people need to know and then people that don't know yeah. or they do know that are parents i think it's important for them to be able to relate to all this because there's like nobody talking about it Well, and to be clear too, it's not the kid's fault. Kids are just being themselves. Yeah. It's the parent's reaction to what they're doing. So just be aware that like how you're feeling, how you're reacting, it's your stuff. Yeah. It's your childhood stuff, your issues. It's not them, it's you. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm blaming kids. Kids are just being themselves. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting time for parents to look inward and be like, why am I so fired up? Why am I so crazy right now? Why am I so depressed? What like? It's really yeah. about you, you know. So what is the biggest uh like thing that you learned as a parent or being a mom? Oh gosh. I think compassion. Yeah. Um for other people, like I always had a lot of empathy for people, but also now for myself and for everybody. And everybody I see now, it's they're not just some guy or girl in the world, they're somebody's baby, you know? Yeah. Like I look at people when I see someone is like having a shitty day and then maybe they're mean or something. I'm like, oh, that's just somebody's baby that's having a bad day. Like they're just cranky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't take things. I don't take things personally. It's not me. Yeah. It's like, this ain't my world. I'm just here for a minute, you know? Yeah. And what about stand up? Um, like what's the biggest like lesson or like thing that you learned Maybe oh. like, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, just go. <laughs> yeah. 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 So stand-up comedy taught me discipline that I did not have prior. It taught me to fail constantly. Mm -hmm. I think failure is a beautiful teacher. It's a better teacher than success. Mm -hmm. um, like, oh, like on my ugly painting. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep doing it. It doesn't discourage me. No, I just keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And <laughs> Yeah, stand-up is like the greatest of all teachers because it's discipline. It's, I'll get up and do it again tomorrow. I'm going to get up and do it again tomorrow. I'm going to figure it out. And not to take it personally, it was just a bad day. It was a bad set. Next, 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 next. And to not give a fuck about what anybody thinks about you. Yeah. Not Because they're dealing with their dramas. They're pushing this on you. This is their drama. It's not you. you so know? as far as you talking about that, like uh, about not giving a fuck what other people uh, think or, you know, about your set or whatever it is. So how is that doing stand-up? Let's say if you talk anything about like politics or, you know, races or, um, you know, women and men, gender kind of things or like any, any kind of controversial stuff or whatever you say now, like everything yeah, is yeah. Much cancel culture right now. So how is that working as a comedian? And, you know, obviously people are relating to it, but then also they're scared to like laugh about certain things or they're like, whoa, I'm going to get in trouble now or, or, Oh, I know. Yeah. How is that? Well, let me show you my face. Hold on. That's how I feel about it. This is how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah okay yeah uh, because listen if you're having a nervous breakdown if you're that affected by a joke that yeah. a comedian told on a on a comedy program something is wrong with you 
Yeah. And you need to go to a therapist, ASAP. That has nothing to do with me, sweetheart. You got emotional problems. And I think that's the biggest mistake with our culture right now is that I think it's lovely. I think it's lovely that we're feeling feelings now and it's important work. However, it has nothing to do with comedy. And like I said, if you're offended to the point where you're having issues, like baby, that you need help. Yeah. You need help. This is not nothing to do with me. Like there's so many people like always having issues now. So like there's the whole world is going to be in therapy, you know, maybe they should have like, (laughs) like a, on social media. It's just like a, like, like kind of like the COVID warnings. There's like a, (laughs) Oh no. It's like therapy for everyone. Like Uh, have a great day. (laughs) You know, like it's just a warning from the government. (laughs) the warnings i mean i mean look you're from other places like a trigger warning are you kidding me when in life do i have the privilege of being warned that something's going to upset me it just does if i go into the grocery store and i see something upsetting it just happens that way i don't get a warning so to warn people they may get triggered is the silliest thing in the world well, they're for sure we're gonna get triggered, even if they wouldn't have get triggered beforehand. <laughs> well, yeah, it's they're like, like already made up their mind now. Oh, I'm gonna be pissed off about this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's displaced mental illness is what it is. They're mentally not okay, and they're putting the blame on a comedian. It's completely insane. And the craziest part is that we gave these people power. We let them cancel people. Yeah, which is complete insanity and i'm hoping that this nonsense is almost over um i think it's almost over i do because you look at dave chappelle who netflix stood behind and they did not cancel dave chappelle if you look at somebody like rogan who i've been friends with for a million years and who i can assure you is not a racist okay i've known the guy for a long time yeah um i think we're doing okay i think we're done I mean, what is there left to be offended by? Are we offended now? Are we done being offended? What's so weird to me about the whole cancel culture is that they're so quick with canceling like celebrities and people that, you know, they're like on media doing stuff. And obviously we're just humans. We're like, you know, doing whatever, just having fun and working and stuff like that. Right. But what's so weird is like, they're not canceling people in like the justice system that are like, doing really horrible things or yeah. like predators that are like raping yeah. girls and stuff like why are they not getting yeah. canceled they're the yeah. ones that definitely should be canceled like yeah nobody's saying anything about that they're just like oh yeah oh this guy said uh something haha like and then yeah like this whole johnny depp amber heard trial like everybody's so focused yeah. on it and i'm like not even like i couldn't care less <laughs> and they're getting so like riled up in this whole like thing and everything is about cancel this person cancel that person and i'm just like well there's all these bad people doing all these horrible things behind the scenes why aren't you guys canceling them they're very powerful people you know but like nobody good question nobody's canceling them well, it's not as sexy to cancel um, predators, is it? And I agree with you. We should round up the predators and put them uh, in a lion cage. And then we should all get, uh, we should get tickets and get to watch them 
get eaten by lions, especially child predators. I think that's, that's the next thing we should do. Um, I thought you you were going to say matches and just like, (laughs) like, Oh, that's a great idea. too. (laughs) Ouch. This is very That's a brilliant slow. idea. <laughs> the torture yeah. is like slower. Like, oh, you know, my Persian is coming out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You tell them. You get them. No, but yeah. So, yeah, that that went like really dark. <laughs> yeah, but me. I'm I'm comfortable with the dark side. All right, good. So yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta cancel the right people, not the wrong people, you know. Well, and it's sexy to cancel people who we perceive to have a perfect life, you know. Like we 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 kind of we're a celebrity culture, right? America, we don't have royals, we have celebrities. So yeah. part of making celebrities is then to tear them down later. So there's a Schadenfreude that comes with like watching Johnny Depp and Amber Heard suffer in a public forum because we think their lives are perfect because they're famous rich people yeah but then you realize like oh no they're just as mentally ill as anybody else and she's doing coke in court and you know he's like he married the wrong broad like they're just they're just this toxic couple that likes to fight and fuck and fight and fuck and fight and fuck we've all known these people but Mm -hmm. they don't live in a trailer park they live in mansions So it's sexier somehow, you know, same thing. It's all the same shit, same, same shit, different toilet, as they say. Exactly. And I'm sure a lot of the people that are like going in on it and everything, they're just like probably engaging in that kind of behavior as well. And they're just judging the different parts. And, you know, so it's just like a never ending cycle. (laughs) But yeah, uh, uh, no, uh. It's my version of like, uh, no more cancel culture. <laughs> no more. No more. No more. No more. Because I think America was based on celebrating winners. You know, it used to be like, hey, dude, are you a millionaire? That's awesome. Yeah. Like in the 80s, it was like, yeah, achieve, yeah. go. You know, and now it's something, something happened. But we'll see. Hopefully we'll go back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- well, we'll see whatever's going to happen. Either it's going to get way worse and then get better or like it's just going to get worse altogether. <laughs> and then I laugh oh, about it. We'll no, see. it should be getting better. Like there is no other choice. <laughs> there is no. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Mm. So yeah, uh, I want to thank you so much for doing this with me. And uh, if you ever oh. need anything, you know, I'm here. And uh, everybody, thank make you. sure you go and follow Christina P and make sure you check out her Netflix special um, <laughs> mom jeans. It's amazing. Thank you. She's getting Thank to you. all the nitty gritty stuff and topics and she's yeah. making it all fun. So. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're adorable and I adore you and continued success, my friend and come to Texas sometime. Come on my show. Oh yeah. You're in Texas. Okay, cool. I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. All right, dude. I'm moving in. (laughs) Coming there, I'm like, okay, everybody take care of the kids. I'll just take the nanny. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Okay, so thank you so much for doing this. It's all like, it's always weird, like saying bye on these like shows. I know. Like, I know, I know. Gotta hang up. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. Okay. Thank you. I love you. You're the All best. Right, I appreciate you. you. Thank right, you. Okay. Bye. We'll hang up. Bye. <laughs>